and welcome to Crushed by Margaret Cable Smith, a podcast about the drama and delusions of unrequited love. My guest today is the wonderful writer, actor, artist, artiste, and Renaissance woman, Katie Wicks. Oh, Katie, nice. hello. Hello. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh, laughing already. Um, so, Katie, <laughs> yeah. you, uh, I'm, I've known you a long time, <laughs> yeah. and I am uh, have been a fan of your I comedy for a long time, mm-hmm. and I would guess from that that you're no stranger to the world of fantasy. Would yeah. you say that's fair enough? Um, did you have yes. so how far has this gone back and uh, who was your first crush King Kong <laughs> <laughs> I mean serious. he has got everything hasn't he I'm he's got everything okay, I, be- so I mean I believe you it was a combination for me of like <clears throat> well how old were you when you saw King I mean which um, version of King Kong was it that's very kind of you, but it was the old version. I was like... I was about, how, old, how old are you? I was like four, I was the 30s five. or something. Wasn't it? No, I thought you meant like I was a baby no, when, I know. The, uh, when the Black new one, one came yeah. out. Um, I, would, I was really little, like under sort of eight. And I think it's quite a sort of boringly predictable sort of heteronormative <laughs> image. Okay. Don't you think? I well, love, I mean, in a way that he's not a human. Not well, I love so hairy, hairy men. I love yep. dark-haired yep. men. I, Big? I think that... No, not necessarily, just, <laughs> but I do... I love hairy chests. I love dark-haired men. And I think it was a combination of... It was like... The big hand coming in and picking up this woman, you know, it's like yeah. the ultimate sort of being rescued fantasy. My dad had sort of big hairy hands, so I think it's all caught up in that. Yeah. It was also his eyes. He had such big, sensitive eyes. And when they were like throwing those arrows at him, or they were, they were doing it at the end, shooting him when he went up the Empire State Building. Yeah, this this is like in the original, the black and white one. I just meant how sensitive his eyes were, which is still a thing. All the sort of empathy I had for his eyes when they were trying to shoot him. But it was mostly just like what I wanted to be in a white nighty, like stuck somewhere and have this big hand come in. Yeah. I just remember a feeling about King Kong that, looking back was sort of sort of sexual yeah 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 yeah. so new something that hadn't been yeah yeah it was just like an attraction that was different from like when i looked at a toy or something (laughs) (laughs) just no humans at all in your your world um so being yeah being picked up do you think that you felt his sadness that that was all he could do i always sort of felt sorry for king kong that a relationship wasn't going to be very possible, was it, with a, such a tiny lady? I mean, unless I'm, maybe I've completely misremembered what happens, but isn't it sort of the human's fault? Don't they like driving to <laughs> oh. oh, absolutely. No, but the human lady that he yeah, sort yeah, of, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. decides yeah. he loves. Yeah. When I was, when I um, was thinking about this last night, because I, I sort of made myself laugh thinking, remembering that it was King Kong. <laughs> but also like my mother like picked up on it and then it was like a bit of teasing about it. Because then not long after that, the, there's like a sort of family, there's like a joke in my family that I also had a crush on Jeff Capes. <laughs> so scaling down, like so slightly yeah, more slightly realistic. Which I actually smaller. because I think, Really? You don't remember it? Yeah, I, I no, I remember. I remember it was like a fascination with mm. watching strongmen competitions. I remember my brother watching those strongmen competitions and being really fascinated by it. But it wasn't the same. I didn't fancy them. That, no. They just, they, it was like a thing I got teased about. No, that very... Um, sort of pulling something with your neck it's not it's not attractive is it but there was a lot of that used to really piss me off there was a lot of like um shaming or a joke Mm. if you fancied someone yes like my brother had this friend who used to come over and maybe I was about 11 and I would blush whenever he was around but yeah I remember I remember looking back it was actually really horrible the sort of teasing when you fancied someone it's weird isn't it because it is it's still tempting to do it because it's just so revealing when someone admits to fancying someone. Or it sounds like that you didn't even admit that you fancied King Kong, but it was it became obvious in some way to your mother. Well, it made me feel so self-conscious and silly. It like yeah. undermined the the feeling. And it it should have been a really nice, private, important moment yeah. for me. Not so much the King Kong, but like <laughs> crush. You know, all crushes <laughs> onwards, like. It was such a formative crush that Michael Jackson got that used to come round. 
And it was like I didn't have a moment to enjoy or explore it because I'd be so stressed about hiding it. Yeah. I, I mean, I've got to the point where I have, there's memories I have of like people I fancied where the entire interaction between them was me blushing so much that they would then blush and literally not having any conversation at yeah. all, but it just being the most mortifying thing in the world. Yeah. And, um, and it's really weird, isn't it? Cause it's your, it's your body giving you away, but also it's the most natural thing yeah. in the world. You know, you sort of think, Oh, it'd be nice to celebrate that, but you are always shamed. Yeah. I haven't blushed for a while, but it's weird blushing because sometimes it happens, uh, it's, it still happens to me even if I'm if I'm flustered or something yeah. or if I feel like I've been caught out or, you know, I used it to, it's not always romantic. No, I it? used to work with a man who looked like Kenny Rogers when I was in my <laughs> early 20s. And I, I promise you, I didn't fancy him even slightly. But I, th- I think I'd, in fact, I mentioned to him that there was a website called men who look like Kenny Rogers.com. Right. right? <laughs> and from then on, every time I saw him, I would go completely red yeah. and then he would go completely yeah. red and I don't think there was any attraction there at all but I think I'd revealed too much about my personality <laughs> <laughs> and I couldn't bear that even if I've known someone really likes me if it got back to me I might blush when I'm around them just yes. out of like yeah just and that's awful isn't really it because then they would be like oh I think Katie yeah. might like yeah, me yeah exactly exactly I don't know would I really I don't know if I'd be able to detect when someone was blushing I think you know mm. when you I think it's quite a subtle thing isn't it not in the case of Kenny Rogers it wasn't <laughs> no it's like all behind the white beard was apt. I mean red and white his face was <laughs> but you're right that's quite rare do you associate crushes with positivity like do you think I really enjoyed that? I mean I'm assuming that the King Kong thing wasn't you didn't spend a lot of time thinking about your life together afterwards and how you would <laughs> well, how marriage would work big, out <laughs> it's a big yes and no I, I think because um, I think that it's like the drug and the cure all in one. Oh my it? god you're so right yeah. and the scapegoat you yeah. know this word pharmacon, this Greek word? No, I mean, I'm learning a lot today. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, making notes is like, it means, it was like a Greek word that means drug, but some people said, oh, actually, no, it means the cure. And then someone else was like, oh, but actually, if you translate it like this, it means uh, a scapegoat. So it just seems to mean all those things. Yeah. As soon as I read that, I thought, yeah, that, that reminds me of, because, well, I do and I don't like, it's some I really regret because even though they were like, they felt like the cure, yeah. And they brought me so much joy and so many hours, like, in fantasy and so much, like, warmth and so much, like, feeling of being loved and positivity. But they, they ended up, like, costing a lot, you know, emotionally or causing me a lot of pain. Um, and it's also, like, you know, quite easy to blame them for all your problems of why it didn't work. So it depends. Like, you know, I think they, they cause both pleasure and pain. Yeah, issues. it's interesting talking about blaming them as well because obviously you know a lot of the crushes that we end up talking about um, unrequited love they don't even know about yes but also it's so interesting that that they have become that gap between you and them yeah but also like looking back you know there were so many signs that they were kind of unavailable and I choose to ignore them (laughs) it was really like I, I didn't even really need them in the crush yeah but I have to say like as an adult I'd say most of my crushes are based on something they've given me I don't think I've ever had a crush without thinking that they kind of like me back I think that is the start of the crush sometimes for me right so it's it's like it's often like um that it needs to be based on like something that maybe they looked I don't think I've ever had a crush where it's like a total stranger or it's so from afar like it's usually based on that there's something there yeah and then you know that it may well be that they're married or unavailable or whatever, but it's usually like the crush that gets inflamed by yeah. the question mark above our heads. Yes, yeah, yeah. But there was time. a connection yeah. that was the initial thing. Yeah. I, I saw an amazing thing recently of a friend of mine who said that she had her first crush was on her imaginary friend. And I was thinking, well, that's just brilliant because you get to choose absolutely everything about that. You don't, there's no, there's never going to be any rejection unless you decide yeah. now it's time for this yeah. to end. You get to put everything together. And in a way, it's the most honest version of, of a crush. It's okay, yeah. let's just say this is all about me. And then you realise. Um, yeah, I did just. Remember, I did have a crush on Heathcliff, and then Hamlet. Uh, Hamlet. <laughs> Hamlet oh, is wow. so my type. Yeah, you're in trouble, Casey. <laughs> really like depressed, poetic. 
yeah and, uh, self-involved yeah 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 he's and he's similar yeah that he's the like drama. dark mysterious unpleasant <laughs> cheekbones i mean that always amazing <laughs> i mean i'm like oh, dark hair and cheekbones i'm like dead the yeah. italian passport control men is like my <laughs> ultimate fantasy Italian passport control men are absolutely incredible. And is, do you think that's part of the, um, is it the authority that they have over you as well? Just is it the job? Is it the uniform? Look. A bit of the uniform, but it's just them. Well, no, but you say, you're saying that, but you've chosen passport control. But there are other happens, Italians. No, but what happens is this. The first time I went to Italy, get off the plane, bang. They're all there. In the line. And I'm you're like, in a queue as well, so you what, get a chance to the, stare at them yeah, for quite a bit. Yeah, first time I went to Italy, what I could not believe is this is a country full of my type. Like, have I never been it's here freaky. before? Yeah. It was unbelievable to me. Everywhere I looked, it was like... Mysterious poetic arseholes. live here. <laughs> not personal, just looks white. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like olive skin, dark hair. Yeah. And did you... <laughs> So it was just the shock of getting off the plane and seeing them all there at the yeah. passport bit. Oh, in fact, I remember I, I've spoken to you about two very, very attractive Spanish men who were sitting opposite me at a, a dinner thing, oh. a very small dinner thing where I, I didn't know anyone except the host. And they were both so good looking. I kept laughing. Oh, yeah, yeah, you told me that. I <laughs> and that. I just, and I just couldn't. I'd look at one of them and start and look at that. the other one and start because they were also that. they were totally handsome in different ways. But you know, one of them was cheekbones brooding one of them was sort of cute and almost fawn like right yeah, and so it was just like, like i don't understand I, it's for yeah, tapas for all <laughs> yeah. i just sort of, and i couldn't <laughs> it's sexual tapas fantastic fantastic <laughs> nothing happened sadly yeah i mean we both would have got i mean but they probably would have been very offended i think i mean i was managing to cover mine with sort of nervous <laughs> you know Let's they talk about back, London. Like, oh, maybe I've missed something. something I don't. Funny. I don't remember. I think they were. You know, they were relatively charmed by me. They thought I was eccentric. But uh... <laughs> I just remember, I used to tell people I had a Spanish grandmother. I don't. I used oh. to say that because I've got really dark hair. For some reason, I just wanted to have it. Well, in there you me. go. Something a bit like exotic. Extra. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to say that. I think we'll get cancelled for things. <laughs> <laughs> but. I, I just wanted people to think that I was something more exciting. I, I don't think you're going to get cancelled. But people for believe that. me. Well, yeah, you look. You, I mean, I have got a Spanish grandmother. Have you? I think, yeah, I think you're probably okay, more. We, we're not that. Our colouring's no, that different. I think you're probably more Spanish looking oh, than, than me. Well, this is slightly dark. I mean, I, I, I dyed the grey. Well, that's, what you're, that's what you're getting cancelled for. Like, <laughs> what, dyeing yeah. my hair? Yeah. That Outrageous. <laughs> uh, well, do you know what? It's, it's only because it's like a line that looks like a line of coke. That, like, oh my God, my imagine. Do that's it. so sexy though. That's like... <laughs> People snorting the top People of my head at like, the BAFTAs. Be a problem. Passport control. That was that. Well, that will initiate a chat at least. <laughs> She's the one, oh, the one with coke dear. in her hair. Did you? What were you like with the Spanish, not the, the Italian passport control? I was just like men. really quiet and concentrating. <laughs> were you be staring into their eyes? No, I was. I was. I just meant being a little like overwhelmed, like like just a bit overcome by. Yeah, yeah just went really quiet. <laughs> did the rest of Italy live up to your expectation? I mean, did you have any? No, it seemed to be something crushes. about th- them. That's what I yeah, that's what I'm interested in. What what it is about that and job? See, that never, no, I, it wasn't because I don't really give. I'm not like into uniforms or anything like that. Mm. I'm like the opposite. Yeah, that's not my. No, thing. it's interesting. I I think it was just that it was the first thing I saw, and yeah. they were all equally attractive. And probably and very very tired after your journey. I mean, yeah. I do sometimes think that I crushes... I hate flying as well, so I was like a nervous relief. wreck. Yeah. So it would have been like that thing of when you... what the, My amygdala was like ready to become down. Yeah, because I actually do think that, that crushes tend to happen when you're just sort of ripe for them. You know, it's why teenagers have yeah. that have it so much. Yeah, so your I, hormones flood in, so they're like, I'm picking you. <laughs> you are the you. one. That reminds me, there's someone we both know, I won't say they, their name, I'll tell you after, but it's like someone in comedy who told me once that they have this real fantasy of like going through a kind of near death experience with, with a girl and then them staying in touch and getting together <laughs> after it happened. Oh, which wow. Is so but then I used to have this fantasy when I was really young of like 
finding out that I had cancer and being able to like go up to like love of my life and being like, oh my I god, I, my fantasy was being sort of in a lift where I was probably going to die yeah, with yeah. some with somebody and being able. And I feel like <clears throat> like is it because only then are you given the gift of yeah. honesty and yeah? Look, I was thinking about this just last night. You know, like before you were knowing I was coming here today, and I I thought God, I'm, I'm so shocked that I actually used to think things like that, like having fancies about being on my deathbed and someone saying to me, I've always secretly loved you or whatever, like me finally getting. And I, I think it's a lot to do about, yeah, the, have, not having the maturity to be able to say what I want, mm. being able to be direct, being able to ask for something. Um, and also just like I did a lot of, like I, the lengths I would go to to get love are quite terrifying, like lying, being manipulative. Mm-hmm. Spanish granny. Yeah, I mean that, that that was just for general attention, not like male <laughs> attention. But like, um, it, when I look back, it's I mean it's obviously all to do with control. But it's it's like I, for whatever reason, thought well I know the reason, but that's <laughs> but like I didn't think someone. I thought I'd have to make someone care about me. Mm-hmm. I didn't think it would just happen. I I really always thought I'd have to do things to make someone care yeah. about me. So I think like dying would be one of the ways I would yeah. get to get what I wanted. But it's really weird. Like the producer and I are both really nodding. Yeah, I, I feel like that normal. that's probably, yeah, much more normal than we think. I think yeah. we sort of reflect on these things and think, God, I mean, I spent so much time thinking about my funeral <coughs> when I was, yeah. you know, for It's quite years. Victorian. It's quite what Katie did actually, which is the book I'm named after, weirdly. Really? Of, like, a sort of beautiful ill girl yes. in her bed. Who all of her energy is taken ne- away and yeah. she becomes... Yeah, and it's almost like oh, you know, if only I could just get up and be well, we'd be together. It'd be wonderful. But it's like an extra sort of reason why it's a fantasy. And yeah, like yeah, yeah. It takes away all of your agency. <laughs> you don't have to do anything. You don't have to do anything. And you're suddenly much more romantic as a figure. Yeah. And also if it goes wrong, you're dying anyway. <laughs> you know, it doesn't matter. Like you don't it's have to like face really the shame like, of it. Everyone's going to say what they mean. It's really yeah. heightened and dramatic. But then obviously having watched someone die of cancer, it's not, it's not like No, it turns out like not that. so romantic. <laughs> like strangers having you to the toilet every 10 minutes. Yeah. It's not, it's not romantic. <laughs> yeah. Although I was thinking about this, I was thinking I'd like to ask some people when I'm just really old, um, not necessarily dying, if I get to that, um, just to look, ask some men to just pretend they find me attractive. On my mother's just, deathbed, like, Two men turned up to say, like, I've always loved you. Oh, my God. That's ridiculous. Insane. I mean, it's not surprising. My mum's very, like, I don't know. She's just always been very sort of charming, I guess. Mm-hmm. People seem to really, you know, she could have been like a good cult leader. that kind of Yes. Was she mysterious um, as well? Like, no, she, the opposite. No, right. It was just all very, Charisma. like, just very... She just she just wanted to make people feel. She was like Diana. <laughs> she wants to make people feel loved. And special. She just was all out, all in. Yeah. But yeah, the men sort of. So the men up. turning up, does that? I mean, you don't, you know, need to talk about details and whatever. But no. I'm, I'm suspecting it wasn't that romantic a scenario. Or don't know, did they feel better for having said it? Was it? Well, a, it was like the sort of men. It was like the men before my dad. You know, that, right? That I guess like she turned down. Yeah. With my dad, so I guess it was just a sense of you know completion or full circle. Yeah. Just like wanting to sort of say I always loved you in a way kind of thing yeah even though she probably knew <laughs> you know she had <laughs> yeah. rejected them I mean also I don't know it's kind of amazing because not that it's to do with looks but um yeah she was so it's so sort of vulnerable that she was she was in such a sort of mess towards the end and yeah. it wasn't like not, it's not like the scenario we just painted of it no of it sort of being beautiful wonderful. yeah yeah it was kind of like I'd have made to say these and... guys just before you go in there you just sort of know you know this has happened and her arm's gone this colour and blah, 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 you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, yeah. they were still just like up for it. Yeah, but I think that isn't that about the power of crushes as well? Is this sort yeah. Of, yeah, they wanted that completion over- and they wanted oh, to, God. I mean, to deliver I've that message. Once I've decided I like someone, I, I, I have, there's a real like, um, what's the word, like cognitive dissonance between what they're doing or what they look <laughs> oh, like. Oh, God, yeah. It's just like, no. Oh, my that, God, yeah. This is, unfortunately, this is the person I <laughs> see, rightly or wrongly. They do look awful today, but rightly or wrongly, this <laughs> but that's but that's quite that's quite rightly or wrongly, we're going down this route, and that's how you end up with prisoners, Katie. Like was there, like you so you say that about looks, but do you think that you forgive forgive them everything? Would you know you forgive them 
Well, uh, do you know what it's like? It's it's more. It's too painful sometimes. To look at the truth when you're so mm. far down. You when you're so committed to yeah. It, it's it's more painful to to sort of drop it and go. And oh, this was all a waste of time. Yes, it's yes. Painful. It's all go. I'm uh, yeah. I'm I'm wrong. Yeah, they're not you know, and denying <clears throat> denying that connection yeah. that you felt that was so important yeah. and so strong. To ignore the red flags is now you've done it so many times that like you just you've got to keep going. Yeah, because otherwise you've just invested so much, so much yeah. time and it's too energy. Painful to to look at the truth, which is just like you've you've done this to yourself, and it's been like totally masochistic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is the the dark side yeah. of this. Yeah, dark side of Yeah, I was going to say <laughs> the dark side of King Kong <laughs> by Katie X. <laughs> Apart from King Kong, like, were there any other? <laughs> and Jeff Capes, who you deny? And my brother's friend. Were there any? Well, I was going to say, <clears throat> are there any lighter, like the people who you didn't know in your life when you were when you were young, who you did like, you know, did you have pictures on your wall? I mean, I was a huge Michael Jackson mm. fan. It's just like thousands of posters. Um, I remember. And did you have a crush on him, or was it more about of, I want to be him? No, kind of. Again, because he had dark hair, like uh, similar with Prince. Like he had like dark hair and like you know like pretty eyes, mm-hmm. the way Prince did. And there was something, even though they were they were both a bit femme, it was like I was just into it. I was yeah. into it. It was also kind of like a feeling of, um, and this reminds me of like a broader topic, which I'll I'll come back to. But it's like I slightly wanted to be them and love them. Yeah. And I, I think as an adult, like I think in our, our line of work, <laughs> if you're doing something, you know, kind of on a stage or whatever, I've had I've had a confusing thing as an adult, sometimes with men, where they um it's like being a sort of adulation thing or a slightly worshipy thing or just a kind of like they think I have some power for some reason or like an admiration thing. Mm. And I'm like Okay, fine. Let's go. And they're like, no, 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 no. It's, it's. I, I'm not trying to sleep with you. I just, I really respect you. And I'm like, oh, right. is that it? You respect me? I thought we were going home together. No, it turns out you just like, oh, you respect you me just too much to go home. You admire me. Yeah, you don't want me. So I'm, I'm, just, yeah. I'm so disappointed. What is this? Yeah, and that's weird, isn't it? Because it, it should be absolutely amazing and there's almost it's, it's weird though isn't it because is that a compliment that someone say well, oh, no, no I don't I can't touch you you're so wonderful well, no, I can't even bring myself to is, think you're human yeah. you know yeah. which is amazing but also if you want some action yeah. that's very no, irritating I I and disappointing lovely and I find it funny that I would be so disappointed by it but I think it was like oh, I would especially be. if it was a really good looking person like in the pub or something I'd be like you've been staring at me all night like I'm like obviously really into this and then they're just like um yeah, I just wanted to say, like, you know, I heard you in Timkey's radio show. <laughs> just like, <laughs> say. But when I was younger, like, now I <clears throat> wouldn't. Well, I mean, the pain. It depends if you is... fancy them, doesn't it? I mean, it depends well, if you're no, sort of going, I... oh, this, what is this? Is it a connection? Is this about It's different me? now. Like, now that I'm older, I feel like, and I know this is internalized misogyny, but I just don't feel as attractive and I don't assume people are looking at me that way anymore. Like I used to. I just don't. I think you need to. Get over that. <laughs> I feel like my market value's gone. Down. Oh my god! You'll get. You're only going up in value. I promise. But it's I, definitely different now. Like I, I don't. But I wonder whether some of the different thing is that you're better known as well. So when people are looking at you, it yeah, must be a very weird confusing. thing. Yeah, to be yeah, the more famous you get, yeah the, yeah, the more confusing it is. Going, oh, someone looks at you. I yeah. mean, I suppose when you're not famous at all, it's someone's crazy. looking at you. Chances are either you've got something on your face, which is usually my issue. But yeah. you know, yeah. the other option is they they might like the look of you. Whereas you're going yeah. to have someone approach you and give a list of programs that they've enjoyed watching you. Yeah, no, it used to happen to me, and there, there was a really big thing that that happened where. There was a, there was someone I we really liked each other, and then they kind of ended up saying, "I think I've just got confused. I think I just really worship you." And I, I like cried in the toilet, but um, I was heartbroken. I, I'm not I surprised. Loved yeah. them. and and then they took it back and said, "Well, actually, that was probably a mad thing to say. It can't have just been that." But they sort of claimed that they were confused. <laughs> they we're all just confused, love. 
And I was like, Jesus Christ, what a me- that was a bit of a messy one. Um, yeah. But that that's when it makes it complicated because um, there is like a weird thing, particularly in comedy, where I think it's really easy to get like crushes on people all the time because of their ability. It's so yeah. like attractive. And I feel like we're all having these little platonic crushes on each other yeah. all the time when we might have seen someone do something and we just go like, you're a creative genius. And it that is quite hard sometimes to separate out from this is going to be like my partner realistic. that I go to Asda with. Yes, exactly. Who wants <laughs> to confusing. go to Asda with a creative genius? <laughs> <laughs> Sign me up. Um, You'd end up with no food and like hats or something and then leaving and laughing and laughing and then... Be really hungry later and annoying. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Champagne and hats. Oh God! You'd Again with, for like, dinner. An ironic something. <laughs> <sighs> I actually know uh, someone who ended up um, dating a couple of people he'd met because of a podcast that he did, and they were sort of fans of. Oh right. And it, it did not go oh, really well. Yeah, because it is, but it is confusing because I think you're like you start off by going, "Oh, well, you're a fan of my work. That's amazing that we've already got something in common." Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm a fan of my work. No, um, <clears throat> but then to sort of go, "Oh no, but we've started on slightly the wrong foot," and it has, yeah. it does work sometimes. We've talked about this before. How Gary yeah. Newman is married to the president of his fan club. I don't oh, know really? if she still runs his fan club. But also, what happens in those inst- instances? I think, and I. I wrote about this in the book. This that isn't the one I was going to read out. It's a different thing of like I talk about this kind of fling with this younger person and how I felt like I was on a pedestal the whole time, mm. and that it was really exhausting trying to stay on it and realizing that I couldn't. If they if they liked me, it was a sort of false me. So it, the more they liked me, the more lonely it got because the more far away my sort of real neurotic. Yeah. Insecure, boring self. Yeah, but, and if you are insisting on bringing out your insecure, boring self, which has to come out at some point, yeah. you run the risk of them liking you less, which is horrendous. Like the idea yeah. that you start off high yeah. and then yeah. as yeah. reality seeps. I mean, that's, yeah, absolutely yeah, and that was miserable. Being so aware that like I was sort of acting the whole time, but it yeah. was still really <laughs> nice and fun. Yeah. yeah. And they were really hot. But yeah. <laughs> and did, that does last like a I, bit. I can't be vulnerable for like a second or you'll go. <laughs> It's honestly what it was like. Yeah, that's so tiring. Teetering all the time on a sort of tightrope of trying not to be like the real me. <laughs> it's horrible. Yeah, <laughs> it's really insanely difficult. So the book you're talking about is uh, Delicacy, oh, yeah. which is your excellent Thank memoir. You. Um, it's available now. But it is, yeah, we, well, we might as well advertise it. You, so we talked about how there's a bit in that about unrequited love with someone from university. Yeah, I remember, yeah, really loving someone, being in love with someone, or thinking, you know, I was. It's and were so you friends? Or yeah. was it, yeah. It's so hard to, um, I don't know, I sort of think that... Um, that love has to be a sort of byproduct of having spent a lot of time together in a way. And that I don't know whether you really, if it is love, if you've never really tested it in yeah. terms of a relationship. I, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. So looking back, I'll kind of, you know, if I absolutely would have, you know, if I had to sign something at the time that said it was true love, I would have signed it yeah. in blood. But um, I, who knows? But I also think it was a strange time anyway. Like I wasn't really looking after myself. I wasn't really eating. I was drinking a lot. Like, sorry, that sounded way darker than it was. <laughs> what I mean is like looking back, like that made my perception quite strange. And yes. that that made everything so much worse. It was like an Edinburgh festival, but yeah. every, like every day. That makes my emotions so much more intense anyway. Yeah, so heightened. Yeah, everything's Yeah, yeah. I so get heightened. these really heightened states and I still can. I, I have to like really work to stay in the middle because I can really easily just like you know disappear yeah but I think that I think most things start with that um you know with that heightened I I think we've all had the experience of like having a very small conversation with someone and then thinking and thinking I love you oh my god I think I love you and you know it's it's funny bring bring up Edinburgh Festival I think I've fallen in love with someone every single Edinburgh I've ever done yeah yeah and usually someone that I've someone that I've seen in some things you say you can get very excited about that but sometimes just because you're very vulnerable and full of adrenaline and whatever someone says something about your favorite book or whatever and suddenly you're like oh my god I think this person can rescue me from my insanity it's like something just sort of clicks in your brain doesn't it and it's really hard to let go yeah and maybe that is a version of love but it's certainly not 
one that you should trust well, at all. You know, yeah. it's certainly that it's going to last beyond. It definitely feels like obsession. Yeah. Like, I, I think looking back, I would I would describe some things as obsession more than that. But it's also difficult if you have a friendship or you, you, you know them because mm-hmm. it's not like totally illogical. There is some, it's based on that you really like this person and, you know, that you're attracted to them. Um, I'm not going to express it in a better sentence than this sentence, which I've thought about. <laughs> you put some work Like, I can't it. talk as well as I could yeah. spend three years writing. <laughs> Did you spend three years just on this sentence? It's not a good <laughs> use yeah. of your time. Listener. <laughs> so, listen, it's a ready. good sentence. I spent three years... Of, well, it's about... It was It was just... It's, quite, it's half a page about how I felt about them. And then the slightly sort of pathetic with a B end... Yeah. Of how it turned out. Okay. Go for it. Um, Where should I start? Okay. We weren't together. He was my first love, but he didn't know it. And I never told him. When you love someone, it's hard to accept that they don't love you. It's hard to think that the love only matters to you and that the love doesn't even exist outside of your body. I sat on my bed looking up at him, holding the cigarette cake tin away from his body. That that doesn't matter of it. A few years later, when we did actually sleep together, I was waiting for some kind of revelation. But the reality of being with him was kind of boring and embarrassing, really. As I lay there in the dim light of his bedside lamp, I was distracted by my split ends. That's the bit I wanted to read out. Yeah. Because, um, yeah, it was like we were saying before we started recording, just like sometimes them wanting you back is the thing that makes it end. (laughs) (laughs) Or, or just like the reality and the fantasy can't, it's like only one's going to win out. Yeah. You can't have both at the same time. You could have kept that memory pure. Yeah. You know, you could yeah. have, like that first bit where you say he never knew. That yeah. he, I mean, I'm presuming, oh, I don't know if like when you did finally sleep with him, did you have a conversation about how you'd felt? Initially? Oh, no. I was too young no. to have like managed to do that. So it's almost like two completely different experiences yeah. and that, that first one was the one that felt like something that was really yours and sort of amazing yeah and the second one was a, a sort of disappointing yeah, dose it, of reality just like i mean this is a really <clears throat> awful thing to say but like when i look back at some of these crushes like you know it wasn't it, it wasn't really about um like i was my own walking pharmacy administering all these highs and lows to myself and um it really suited me to have someone I couldn't have because yeah. it was like I could constantly, you know, reject myself. I had a reason mm. to feel bad. <laughs> like, um, I mean, every, I think every, I think most women that sort of are in this pattern, it's about the dads, obviously. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it's such a sort of given. And um, I think that it kind of just suited me to be in love with someone that I couldn't have. I also think that I um I wouldn't have done half the creative things. I a lot a lot of the creative stuff I've done is to get love in some way mm. or another. <clears throat> and it kind of it's like uh the Goethe book, you know the book that sort of kicked off romanticism, the that German book about unrequited love. I can't remember what the book's called. Um but anyway, that that book, it's like, it's like I think the amount of writer people that wouldn't have written if it wasn't for yeah. unrequited love. There yeah, would be less art. Yeah, in the for world. sure, for sure, because it is. Yeah, it's the fantasy, it's the, um, the creativity, and also that sort of pining. I don't know. There's something so heightened. Yeah, about... it's a full time job. And yeah, it means you don't have to address what's really going on in your life. No, absolutely, and but also the reality of relationships actual relationships it's really quite messy and quite boring yeah a lot of the time like the yeah. you know and I, d- I didn't have a proper one for a very very long time and I think that was a similar thing for me it's like if I can have someone on on a pedestal that is that I'm having some exchanging some looks with over a period yeah. of months yeah I am doing so much work on my own in my head and yeah. in my heart oh, all yeah. that time <clears throat> I, I don't to, have to um, think about Asda <clears throat> It's, I used to set aside time to fan, to fantasize. Yes, like it was my main stress relief. Release, yes, relief. Um, it was like my main drug, definitely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And and I, oh God, I, I'll just say I always cut it out. I think for a long time I could only cope with sort of one night stands or sleeping with people a couple of times because because I was so well. 
my my therapist always tells me I'm completely dysmorphic and still am, <clears throat> which is probably true. I think a lot of women probably are, but she she really insists that I don't realise how much I am. And I think that was part of it. For me, I was like, I'll let them see my body maybe twice and then I won't do that again because they might look at it too closely, you know. Well, I suppose that's sort of what you were talking about with your personality as well you know the guy who had you on the on the pedestal yeah so kind of, oh yeah. god if they see the reality if they if they look at me too closely yeah whereas actually yeah. i think the opposite is true whereas you you grow to love someone's body as much you know sort of yeah, the, yeah. the new things yeah and also like i think when the when the love is sort of proper i think you feel the same way about that person you know clothes on clothes off half on like it it, it becomes sort of slightly irrelevant yeah 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 you see past the yeah the but I know that logically, but it's hard. Oh, you know, yeah. it's it's just it's just partly the way I was raised. It's so, it's just always going to be like an issue that you know it's always going to be triggered. I think. Yeah, because if you don't know something in your body, you know, like sometimes you you can be as rational. You know, we can we can all speak very well about. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, but same with like, because um, I'm sure we've all been in the situation of like you know being quite young maybe seeing a guy do really like sensitive, vulnerable stand up and then being like, oh, I'm going to hang up after the game and I'm going to get them. Yeah. I'm going to get them. And then all I'll do, I'll just sort of walk past, make eye contact with them. Like, I Producers look really snorting. I look really nice. I've just been in the loo. Yeah. I've redone my mascara. I'm yep. come out. And then like, if, if I can get them to like me, then maybe I'm as great as them. Yeah. But then also, like, um, I'm giddy with, like, the thought of the, the memory. But, like, but just, and then finding out that that's a performance. Oh, it's God, like it's totally <laughs> controlled bit of pretend yeah. intimacy. And then you actually talk to them and they're not, they're not even nice. And they've won an award for writing, like, sensitive comedy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I suppose that they've, you know, they've got their like, awards for writing it. They're not the award for being it, are they? <laughs> they're, not, they're, not in, they're not winning any awards for being with women, put it that way. <laughs> yeah. But I was really raised to be like, you know, you, if you're lucky, you might get picked. And that's yeah. how I felt for a long time about men. Yeah. yeah. I sort of, I remember talking about this before and saying how, like, we're not brought up to be protagonists. We're, we're brought up to be the romantic you know what's it called? <clears throat> uh, yeah, yeah, like foil not, or whatever. Not and that's like a sort of active, so bizarre part. Yeah, to be quite passive. Yeah, to be like approached and yeah, but yeah, for a really long time, like yeah, I remember like my yeah, my first therapist being like, what, "But what do you want? You know, mm. you like yeah, and you haven't thought about what it. You just want to be picked. About them? And yeah. I'd be like, oh, but they, but the point is, they like me. Yeah. <laughs> so we just have to deal with or that. Length. Yeah, the point yeah. is, they do or don't like. The point is, this is this is about them, and I wouldn't be able to talk about myself. Yeah, it would be like the drama of what they did and then what they said. And then... and do you think you had that with um with the people you had crushes on as well that <clears throat> that it would be about making them like you in some fantasy? Yeah, I, I remember um, at university, the last year of university, there was um, like, um, there was a sort of art centre thing that we used to go to like every day and hang out and smoke and drink coffee with our like cool asymmetric haircuts. <laughs> um, and that's what, those are the days when you could smoke in places. And there was a guy that was always in there too. And he just used to like, we just used to have eye sex every lunchtime. <laughs> we never spoke. It went on for like two years. We would just just look at each other. Were you both with like, sitting with other people? Yeah, yeah. He was like in the philosophy, the sure. philosophy students, and we just. It was like this really amazing ongoing year and a half, two year thing of like every time I was going in there, I knew he'd be in there, and I'd go into the loo beforehand and just like dole myself up. Oh, wow. Great expression. And then I would just sit, and I'd always like choose the chair where I could sort of yeah. see him and. It was it was so hot. I, lo I I lived for it. I loved it. And then there was one time he came over to the table to borrow a lighter, and it was like Death in Venice. Oh. You know the film? Yeah. It was like the bit in Death. I was obsessed with that film as a teenager, which is all about longing. This entire film about longing, which you know, I was I thought longing was the most romantic thing ever. Mm. It's like the bit in that film where he's suddenly within a meter of him and he like almost has a melt it was such a huge moment like i'll never forget the feeling of like my tummy's actually gone a little yeah, bit like the, <laughs> the barrier being it. yeah 
I mean, oh. usually the end of this story would be, and he had a voice like that. Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> Well, I think I can you remember? Actually, no, yeah. he did, no, if he his did voice come was over. nice, no. and he said, "Can I have a lighter?" And he just him being so close, I was just like, I was almost like shaking. I was, just, yeah. I just looked at the ground like I couldn't handle it. So it's like, and I, is that the closest I, you got? Yeah, wow. I, it's like that was the weird thing is that I, I knew that I couldn't have, I probably couldn't have even. He was older as well. I should point out, he was like a postgrad. Mm-hmm. But looking back, like you know, the guy <laughs> that's doing a philosophy postgrad, ugh. <laughs> no thanks. He would have been awful, but like, he would have been. I'm sure he. I. That, but also, that it's also really... made me realise I would have been too scared to ever do anything. Well, yeah, that's what I was I going to say. Like the, the, but the both of you chose that. Do you know what I mean? You both chose not yeah, was, to approach, the, not yeah. to say, "Hey, you know, in America, you'd have been, yeah, you know, right. hey, I've seen you looking at me. Do you want yeah, to go to a sock yeah. hop? Yeah, <laughs> whatever it is." <laughs> but weirdly, same art centre. One different guy came up to me and said, "Hey, you know, he just can't stop staring at someone." I was like, "Yeah." He was like, "Well, I'm." He weirdly, he was a PhD student, and he asked me out for dinner, and I just thought, at the end of that sentence, (laughs) yeah, I was like, "No." So, I mean, the rules of attraction are very harsh, (laughs) because that would have been amazing if it had been the ISEX guy. But that, but when it's someone that you haven't even noticed, but that that crush guy, what was so amazing is my my friends knew about it and we used to play this game where I'd say okay I'm going to put like my you know tray on the thing and you watch and see if he watches me yeah so that oh gosh so I'd like do this errand like a really weird walk (laughs) like this like knowing that I was being watched the whole time so I'm trying to stick my chest out (laughs) hold my stomach in that kind of thing and then I'd come back and I'd be like well and she was like the whole time and then I'd be like oh god And that's just better, isn't it? That's better than a date anywhere. Yeah, I'd <laughs> so love much it better. so much. I mean, I feel, I feel I genuinely really like I've just had a shower. <laughs> really, like, so exciting. It's so it exciting. So but I reckon, I reckon what was like going through his head is he would have just been like talking about philosophy and then going, oh, there's that girl again that I like looking at. And then he, to him, I think that's all it ever was. Yeah. Ever well, about it. I think about what, it every time I went into did the building. You, sure. I think he was thinking about it all the time he was doing it, you know, as yeah. in all the time he was looking at you. But you're right, possibly not any of the other times. Like, he wasn't dolling himself up. No, he, exactly. He just smoked rollies. He had one earring. But then I remember really devastatingly, I'd forgotten about this until this moment. Like, about two years later, a friend of mine called Mia, who we don't look that unlike each other, she told me that she was like... She was like, oh, I think I know the guy you're talking about. Yeah, he used to look at me. And I was like, what? what? Why would you say that? Why would you say well, it's that? A weird, it reminds me of um, another really Do you funny... think she was telling the truth? I think he I only had eyes for you. Another really funny crush I remember having was, um, was more recently. I was probably about 34, 35 or something. And um, I, um, well, I mean, I'll say it. I don't know why it's embarrassing to say it loud. But part of the reason it was so weird is because at the time I was on Prozac and... Prozac really altered my personality and it made me quite like extrovert and quite outgoing. And it made me do things that I, when I came off it, I was like dying that I'd done them. (laughs) So basically I ended up like, um, my, my, I was in a, my friend was in a bar and I went to go and like meet her. And there was this sort of like really well-known, incredibly, incredibly good looking, like A-list actor in there. And he was looking at me and I was looking at him and I was thinking, oh, my God, like, we're really looking at each other. Oh, my God. He's so, so unbelievably fit. Had the most extraordinary eye. He was just so much. He was like Italian passport control men times a million. A man. A man. A man. Amazing. A man. A man. A man. Let's say. A man. Hallelujah. <laughs> and I was like, hang on, I'm not imagining it. We really are, like, into each other. So, with he, for some reason, he kind of vaguely knew my friend. So at the end of the night, I went, look, just give him my number, okay? And then I woke up the next morning. Well, no, it wasn't weird. And then we had like a few texts and then that was it. But um, but he, so he he got in touch with you? No, I texted him first. Okay. Because she gave she, me... Right, she gave you his number. Number back. And then I said to my friend... And then we had a few sort of texts. I can't remember. I'm trying to remember. But a few texts and then I saw my friend again. And she said, oh, you know, he... He said that he thought you were absolutely ideal, but that he lives in LA. 
He's gone a different he direction. He me as absolutely ideal, which is so weird already. But it wasn't. It wasn't until I came. Was it? Off. Was it English his second language? <laughs> he had no language. He was just all he body. Is absolutely ideal. So he apparently had reported back that I was his ideal. That I was ideal, but he lives in LA, so he didn't think it was practical. And it wasn't until I came off the drugs that I felt really embarrassed about it. Because, like, what was I doing? What would we have had to say? We had nothing in common. Like, what did but, I think? But, well, I mean, but yeah, what are we, what are, what are any of us thinking no, just any of like, the time? Oh, I mean, I, but I, but I feel absolutely the opposite. I feel really sad that you're not doing that more all the time. Oh, I'm just okay. like, how amazing, how amazing but then, to be confident because you were right. You were bloody right. He was looking at you. You were that, absolutely ideal. But then a, a weird, a similar thing happened that then I um, was chatting to a friend of mine and she said, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, he was, <laughs> she said, yeah, he was looking at me that night as well. And for some, why did I think that I was the but, only person to well, no, ever but, look at? The all whole right, world? what I would say, what I would say I'm is, so I don't think it wasn't exclusive. Yeah, <laughs> but I sort he of think you, he was looking. Maybe he was but a sleaze. Maybe he was, and maybe he was a sleaze. But you, you didn't know that. You've got to play the odds, and you don't. You sort of want to think when someone's looking at you and thinking about you. You have to think. They're looking at me. They're looking at me, and he was looking at you. So yeah, if so he weird if to- he'd have gone. All right, let's go to the toilets now. You know, <laughs> then that would have been exciting older. as well. Do you know no, what I mean? Like, you know, who cares? Really sad, it wasn't a, an ongoing, you know, if you didn't a grow sensible up relationship. Good about yourself. It's something in your brain can't accept that this man who's like celebrated for his looks. But that's why I love that he's looking at for, you. Just you for feel a bit, like you're in sort of like dirty dancing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I completely get that. I could and not I, relate but, to it harder. No. But the sad thing is, if it wasn't for like increased serotonin, that was the increased serotonin that made <laughs> yeah. me do, do anything. But you did do it, so and now bad. you have, well, for a start, you have that story, but it did happen. You were not imagining it. It wasn't at somebody who was behind you. <laughs> you know? And I think that that's like, that's great in itself, isn't it? Like the rare yeah. times that I've been like, oh my God, I think that very good looking man does that's oh my yeah. god yeah. and I can feel excited and I just said that and I didn't have a man in my in my mind and I felt a bit excited <laughs> that I, I had some I've done my things fancy. where like I've been at parties when I was younger and I would have been like flirting outrageously some, or like you know getting off with someone on the dance floor and then someone sent me a picture of the night the next day and I'd be like oh god who did I think I was I thought I looked incredible and I thought I was just like the belle of the ball yeah and I just think Jesus but, Christ, I had like mascara. But I don't way. think photos show, you know, whoever you were <laughs> snogging on that dance floor also thought that. Do you know what yeah, I mean? they hadn't seen the photo. <laughs> yeah, the photo didn't exist at that point. And I know what you mean. I danced with a very handsome Italian man on the, um, in Sardinia on a dance floor on the side of a mountain at my friend's wedding. And it was oh, amazing. Wow. And I was, I was not single at the time. And he was very gay but incredibly handsome in fact none of the none of the Sardinian waitresses would talk to me afterwards they were all really nice before and I did one dance with him like a proper you know he's a dancer he was in Chicago at the time um so it's incredible um and yeah, they and they were all so jealous they wouldn't talk to me afterwards. And I, so I, di- I didn't want to say he's really gay, guys. Oh you God. haven't got any any chance anyway. But I remember I said to uh, my friend Zoe just when I, he he asked me to dance, and I and I said to Zoe, take take photos. <laughs> And you should see these photos. Oh my god! I mean, this is pre-cameras, so they're bad photos. And Zoe's right. not a photographer. You know, I, I wouldn't have been either. I look like a hysterical, frumpy, middle-aged woman oh. who is just so excited to be with this handsome man. I look like, you know, I could not look less like the woman I thought I was in that thing. I'm going, oh my god! I'm literally being whisked around. This couldn't be more dramatic and exciting <laughs> i don't have photos that's why that was with a disposable oh, camera we might have been able to get something with the filters and whatever now but no also my face my face scene. was just the face of someone like i look like a muppet yeah i, I mean i was yeah it, that ruined, <laughs> ruined that memory for me the evidence of it so katie yeah we've covered a few people um, but to do the maths, we need to have like when I say crush, yeah. What who is what is the name that comes to mind? Who is the 
the crush that comes into I'm your head. I'm going to have so. to give you a false name because I think everyone... Well, you can write it down if you like. T- tell me a false name and then write the real one down. We can't have the maths being wrong, Katie. No, you're right. <laughs> I, I feel like everyone we know will listen to this. But okay, I'll write it down. And the fo- false name you're giving... Okay, this was the, un- this was the university person that I wrote about okay. in the book. Oh, I see. Do I just write their first name? No, write their full name, please. Really? First name and surname, yeah. I can't remember the surname. Oh, what do we do? What do we do? Uh, should uh, we just do first name just, then? Just do their first name twice. <laughs> Brilliant. Science, everybody. Do you need it in capitals? We're going to call them um, Stephen Stevens. <laughs> Stephen Stevens was maybe the first person I yeah thought that I was in love with, I think. And I remember the, one of the first conversations we had at university was maybe about Brass Eye. And I don't think I knew many people outside the people I, like, you know, my friends mm. in sixth form that were as into all of that. And then we just started quoting, you know, like Chris Morris stuff. And I was like, oh, my God. We're meant to be together. I've never met anyone that is sort of quite attractive that, that can quote, quote Chris Morris. And I just like lost it. Yeah. Completely lost it. I mean, I remember having a vague crush on a guy that I used to see at church when I went to church at university. Oh, wow. Um, at university and, you went to church? Uh, yeah, yeah. That's well, yeah, I mean, that's partly because if you're feeling very lonely and vulnerable straight away, if you do something that is very familiar, you know, this is yeah. part of how religion works, no, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but he was he was quite handsome. And I remember thinking, oh, my God, my grandmother, my Spanish grandmother will go crazy <laughs> if I meet one. someone at church. Imagine <laughs> meeting someone and going out with them at church. So, I mean, that obviously never happened. Um, I mean, I'm sorry to tell you, Katie, yeah. although it's probably a good thing. It's 22 percent. And what does that mean? It means that's how compatible. Out of 100, oh, I that's see. how compatible you are. We never did this. Are. Oh, my God, 22. Oh, God, that makes total sense. Yeah, that makes, that makes total, total sense. sense. Okay, well, that's good. It means you don't have to track him down. But he wouldn't <laughs> have noticed I was in love with him. Which no. Is so, which is a great It's so weird, isn't end. it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's what makes it pure. Uh, thank you very much, Katie Wicks. No one ever noticed when I love them. By Katie this Wicks. the name of my next book. <laughs> Crushed by Margaret Caborn Smith was hosted by Margaret Caborn Smith and produced by Sophie Black. Thanks to everyone at the amazing TVC Soho. And if you enjoy the podcast, please remember to like and subscribe as it helps people find where we are. Hi, my name is Kay Adams, and to be honest, I'm not so good with the ageing process, so I enlisted my old chum, the filter-free Cara McKenzie, to advise. Could you imagine being a porn star? The room would need to be really hot for me to strip (laughs) off. To be honest, she's not much help, but she is rather amusing. And along with some great guests, Joe Brand, Andy Oliver, Anton Dubeck, Ruth Langsford and Craig Revelhorwood, Horwood, darling, we are learning how to be 60. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.